The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. It's a wild, wild to a goal. Swansea beyond Fodringham. And the Millers are in front in the South Yorkshire Derby. And for the first time in 42 yes. years, Fodringham yes. United win at Bramall Lane. On the edge of the box, Adolfi, he can hit them, and he does. Oh! Adolfi! Hello everybody, welcome back to New York Talk, this is the Rotherham United podcast and it's uh, sadly another defeat, uh, this time better than it was last time away from home, um, but essentially the same result, zero points coming back to Rotherham, we will pick through all of those 90 minutes and where we go, where we go from here, um, three games in, Mick is with us, how are you doing Michael? I'm all good mate, thank you, are you? I'm very, very good, thank you very much. And Tom's back with us. How are you, Tom? Yeah, I'm good. I'm uh, I'm good. Yeah, let's, let's get cracking into this. <laughs> yeah, there's the positivity from us. I guess no, we are, we'll, we'll get positive in a minute. I think we'll talk about the first mm. goal. The sort of push from that. Um, so yeah, <laughs> um, so yeah, it's I thought it's our worst start to a season since 2016-17. Which oh, the, did you have to say that? <laughs> <laughs> the infamous Alan Stubbs era. Um, yeah, that's 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 the start we're having. Only three games though, so let's not get too down. Make shaking your head as if you're unhappy with that stat. I don't care about that stat. I don't think you would. I, I don't care about it. So move on. Let's go. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> I mean, mid, yeah, everyone's down here though, aren't they? Middlesbrough haven't started well. You know, Leeds yeah. haven't started well. It's fine. Three games is nothing currently. He's got a point up board. That's better than some. Exactly. <laughs> Digs it, um, Darren Carver's with us. Dave Lawton says, evening, cheer us up, lads. Martin <laughs> Holland, Nicola Jew, Kim Haywood. Uh, Nicola Jew says, ready for some group therapy. That's what we're here for. Yeah, that's a good uh, way of putting <laughs> Brian Holland says, evening. John uh, is the smug face in the room, says, don't worry, he'll add some cheer and positivity. <laughs> they're an amazing start, to be fair, to Birmingham. There's no way. We <laughs> can't talk about it any other way. Let's... Um, <laughs> Yeah, let's move on. Mick, we were surprised to see. Let's start with the starting lineup. 
it was it was what I wanted to be honest with you. Mm. Yeah, 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 he got he got his first start. Andre Green got his first start. It was basically again they, once again a four three three, um, and it was what we wanted. To, if you talk about pre goal, let's talk about the pre goal first. Mm. We set up really well. We set up in a positive manner. I, I was I was really really happy up until when they when they scored. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Performance up to that point was was outstanding in comparison to uh, in comparison to Stoke. It was outstanding, mm. um, it, and it was a progression. From the the way that we played against uh, Blackburn, where where we should have won the game, so yeah, up until up until then scoring, I I, I, I was very very happy with it, um, really pleased with with just the, the way that the, the, even the players that had not played together before start clearly was beginning to settle in pretty quickly. So no, I'm, I I was happy with it up to that point, not a problem at all. Hmm. Yeah, I think we're let's let's stay with the positives and talk about the first goal, Danny. Uh, Tom, sorry. Eighteen <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, passes. I think it's been counted. I think Paul Davis counted eighteen passes. Mm. It was a really, really well worked goal. Uh, yeah, from start to finish. I mean, the, the passing side to Rathbun was brilliant, and yeah. the finish from Rathbun was uh, from Adolphin, Sorry, was was brilliant. Yeah. No, definitely. And it was it wasn't just um a case of, you know, we were passing it around the back. We worked their mm. back line, their their midfield well, um, got into some good spaces. Um and yeah, even in um it wasn't like it was seventeen passes, then a long shot as well. We did it all, got into the box, mm. good finish. Um everyone seemed to be on the same wavelength. Um and if we and if that's the sort of football that we're playing, which from the looks of it, everyone's completely happy with. Nobody's uh, asking for this kind of hoofball route one football to come back. Then if we keep doing this and we keep bringing in the players that can do that, then, you know, expect more of it and expect it in better and more quant- uh, 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 better quality and more quantity of it as well. Mm. Yeah, I completely agree. It's, it's the patience. We, we, we dig out Russell Martin, for example, at certainly Swansea last season. Mm. Of just being, it's a pass for the past sake, and, and, that, and mm. that happens a lot of times in the championship. It happened with Blackburn last week, it happened at times with Sunderland to be honest with you yesterday. It's just a pass for passing sake, mm. and that wasn't the case. There, there, there was a patience about it, it wasn't actually passing for passing sake. There, there was obvious plan, look, they were waiting for the gap, and then they went. It, it was just a really, really pleasing goal all, all round. Yeah, yeah, it was. There was some intent with it, weren't there? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's the difference between what we've seen. From these other other teams, um, you know, I watched the I watched the the Plymouth Southampton game, and it's just it, it's tedious, isn't it? It is so tedious. Um, and, and Southampton have still got the Premier League issue of throwing themselves on floor at every available opportunity as well, aren't they? So we'll come on to that with uh, with Sunderland at some stage, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, it was positive. It was positive. It was good football, and we bossed the game. We mm-hmm. were bossing the game for me. In, in, in periods up to that point, um, and, and for me, probably we're edging it as the better side, but we can't. It, it, you know, if we go into half time at one nil, you know, like I said on the on the on the on the, on the preview podcast, stadium stadium will start to empty because that's what happens at Sunderland. They'll start to get on the players' backs, and and, and we would have won that game. So it was happening already, before, even before the goal. Yeah. yeah. So. So you know you you've got to take advantage of that, and and it was naive, really. I think I think Victor will be probably disappointed with himself for not stopping that. I think he I think he probably feel that he should have. I think he should have, albeit it was close range. 
it was straight at him and he, he kind of fumbled it, I think. Um, I don't know whether he tried to catch it and drop it and dropped it instead of knocking it over the bar. I'm not, I'm not entirely sure, but um, I think he'll, he'll be, he'll be disappointed with that. Um, but we shouldn't, be, we shouldn't have allowed him, allowed him into that position anyway. So mm. disappointing, um, and obviously that changed the game a little bit, and it, it put our heads down for some mm. reason, you know. And we kind of reverted back to type at that point, which, which is, which is disappointing. But I'm, I'm sure Matt Taylor will be pointing this out, and and they will be working on that. Yeah, it was twice, almost three times in three weeks now, Tom, that we've got the goal suffering. So on, on the on the opening day, Peltier got a goal, get injured, and momentum cut and red card. Last week, uh, Andy Dimner got the second goal, then got the red card, and then yeah. there's a similar thing this week where this week where you get the opening goal and then something bad happens, they concede a goal and the dolphin goes off injured. We yeah. just can't seem to catch a brick. And I'm not playing the victim here. I think this this is obviously down to us as well. So certainly yeah. we are conceding a rubbish uh, a goal, but. Just we just can't seem to catch a break at the minute. No, God no. And it's a bit like the uh, the Aaron Ramsey scoring curse. You know, you know where <laughs> when he scores, somebody dies. Um, <laughs> but a little bit of a minor one. Um, but no, absolutely. And it seems to be the goal scorer as well that's always in bother. Mm. Um, yeah. But you know, coming coming into this season, I thought we'd really struggle for goals. So mm. having scored in each of our last three games, that's something that I think. Personally, I didn't think we'd do. Um, I thought we'd grind out results, kind of one nil here and there, nil nils, you know, kind of that kind of stuff. Um, so coming away with any kind of kind of goal, and we look, we do look threatening as well. Um, it just always has to come with a bit of a curse because it's us. So, uh, <laughs> you know, it's, if so, yeah, swings yeah. and roundabouts. <laughs> On that first goal, Tom Mick, Mick says he probably probably thinks Victor should have done better. Do you think that's are you putting that down as a as a as a keeper error? Uh, I I do agree with you, Mick. I think I think he would be disappointed with it because that's the high standards he sets for himself. But mm. I do think that a, some of those other defenders will be disappointed with themselves as well. I think yeah. Bramwell not covering his back stick is um, criminal at, at this level. Um, I think Bellingham being that free in the box in the six yard box is pretty. Um, is poor as well. So leading up to the goal, um, it was a nothing ball in, uh, should have been dealt with, wasn't dealt with. Um, the keeper could have, maybe should have saved it, went in. But then we didn't really kick on from there. I feel like they kind of gained the upper hand for the rest of the first half after that, which we shouldn't have allowed that to happen either. Because uh, like you were saying, as soon as the crowd get onto them, which they were doing before our goal, um, it, it completely changes. So we just need to we needed to keep frustrating them, and we didn't, unfortunately. Um, but it's 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 these silly mistakes. I, we'll get onto it, but I'm sure it's for the second goal as well. Silly mistakes that are costing us more and more. Mm. Yeah, no, I, I am worried about over defending Victor sometimes. But I feel like if he'd have saved that, we'd all be sitting here saying, "What a stunning save from three yards out, Edda." So yeah, exactly. I, it got. I think by, by getting yeah. something on it, that makes us think it's he it did worse than he actually did. Yeah, I think he, like I said, if he saves that, we're all sitting here saying it's saying it's uh, it's stunning. You know, you know, you know what I mean. So I don't know. That's that's the balance I'm going to give. I think I think Tom's yeah. hit the nail on the head there. You know, Victor set such high standards for himself. Yeah. You know, when 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 something like that happens, um, it, I'm not blaming him for the goal. For God's sake, no. no. You know, the ball should never have got there in the first place, and, and that's 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 the problem. 
the, the lad out on their left-hand side should not have been allowed to get the ball in. Mm. Uh, and it wasn't a great cross, to be honest. No. <laughs> you know? So, again, we should have been defending it. it, mm. it it's, you know, there, there were far too many mistakes made before it got to Victor. Mm. Um, so, it is what it is. <laughs> you know, we're going to concede goals, aren't we? But we've got to be, we've got to do the basics right at the back. And, and we talked about this at the beginning of the season when we felt that defensively we were looking very, very strong. And, mm-hmm. and that at the moment is our weakness, which is a surprise. Yeah, is. Um, yeah. But but you've got to add into that that we have got some quality back there, and and these these players don't become bad players overnight, you know. Uh, but they've got to cut out these daft mistakes. Mm. Do you guys yeah. think it might be a case of a lack of a leader back there? And that's not to say Humphreys and Blackett aren't good at doing that stuff, but we've always had the likes of a Morrison, a Hall, or a Wood, or etc. Do you reckon that's maybe? Wouldn't kinda... surprise me. I think that's I think that's why it was so key to keep Morrison. So you yeah. so you've got that player and maybe a little bit of Grant Hall as well because I, you need a Richard Wood type player. I, I I completely agree, Tom. I think I think we do miss that leadership, especially with, especially with Bramall at left back, who I think needs to be kept on a short leash defensively. I think he needs a lot of help, and Limbasi could mm. be such a kid as well. I think mm. centrally we are lacking. Although I do think Blackett had a good game, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah. I agree, Mick. What do you think? Yeah, I think you're right. I think it's very difficult to crit- criticise Tyler Blackett in any of the mm. games he's played this season. I think he's been very, very good. So, you know, the players know what they should be doing. Mm. They've got to take responsibility, you know. Um, and you're right, Colin Bramall, he, he loves to attack, he loves to get forward and he, and he does neglect his defensive duties at times. Mm. But that's for him. You know, you shouldn't have mm. to have somebody that stood at the side of him. He's a, he's a fully functioning adult, you know. Yeah. You should not have to have somebody stood at the side of him telling him what to do. So mm. he will learn, you know. should have learned by now. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, he should have learned by now. But, you know, you, there's, there's, there's the instinct side of mm. the game as well that you can't, you can't and don't want to take away from players like Colin Bramall, you know. Mm. Um, and, and, and again, he, he is not solely to blame for that ball. No. It was a bit of a catalogue of, uh, of defensive errors, neither, none of which included either of the centre-halves, centre to be fair. No. Yeah. True. Uh, Phil thinks we're being very critical of Victor. I'm, I'm with you, Phil. Yeah. We'll let him off. I'm sure he won't <laughs> let himself off, as we've already mentioned, but we, we, will, we will let him off. <laughs> um, Nicholas Gilmore sends up until the first goal, thought we looked very organised and our shit was really good. Yeah, I think it was. It's frustrating that we've had a lapse mm. throughout the scoring, as already mentioned. Um, the injury, Mick. The injury to a Dauphin, Mick. And that, it's very easy to say this, and, and we, I don't know whether the goal was the killer or whether the Dauphin injury was the killer, but together, they just felt like there was no coming back from it because mm. we had to bring McGuckin on. We will talk about McGuckin later on, I think, but we had to bring on a, a youth player. Um mm. And it had to change the shape. Rathbun had to change where he was coming from. Yeah. Green had to change his position. It changed everything. It changed the formation. It changed everything. It's such a brutal injury at, at a key time in the game. Yeah, it absolutely. It did, change, it did change the way we played and, and as a consequence changed the game, I guess. I have no doubt if uh, if Adolphin had been able to stay on, then we would have we would have probably gone back at him. Mm. Uh, but we weren't able to do that, mm. you know, as a result of the change. So... It, it's a shame, isn't it? You know, but it, injuries happen in football, and we just seem to be getting the brunt of it at the beginning of the season at the moment. And I'm sure mm. we'll have a run throughout the season where we don't get any. 
and then we'll get some more. You know, that's how that's how it works, uh, isn't it? We all know that. So, and you know, we can't go blaming. Oh God, we've got to find somebody to blame, haven't we, in social media? <laughs> Who's going to blame? Let's blame somebody. Pick somebody. Come on. It's fault. It's it's Wayne Carlisle's fault stuff. for training them hard. It's Paul Warren's fault for not tra- for training them too hard. <laughs> for God's sake. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Anyway, anyway, hopefully it's not too serious. Hopefully it came yeah. off as a precaution. Mm. Um, I've seen a few people mentioning in the comments that uh, it is a muscle injury, so we'll have to see, won't we? Hopefully mm. it's just a strain and, and a week's rest will, uh, will put him right. Touch wood. Yeah. Yeah, Holly says hack muscle injuries to be assessed tomorrow. I mean, the, the severity of the injury is going to depend on the next steps. If it turns out to be a serious one like like Peltier, it's, it's going to be a two or three month job. You're going to it's going to need to go into the transfer market. There's no two ways around that. If it's just yeah. a two week going back after the international break, then I maybe don't think that. But that's a key moment to find out what happens with with a Dolphins injury. To be honest, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, moving on, Tom, second goal. Difficult one, really, because we've tried to try to do something good. We tried Cam Humphries has tried to step out with the ball and trying to create mm. a counter attack, mm. and he's maybe been has he been careless or has Sunderland just been wise to it and done very very well? Are you, are you blaming him or just saying they've done well? You could argue both, um, but you've got to also co- um, commend him for the amount of times he did it and it was successful. And we mm. got out and we started playing from it. He did it a lot of times. Um, mm. So for him to do it again is no real surprise there, really. It's just, yeah. like you say, it's a little bit of carelessness, a little bit of fatigue, which Taylor's mentioned a lot of them are feeling. Um, it's just, it's one of those things where it's just a bit of a lapse in judgment and the pass isn't right. Pass wasn't on, it didn't really look yeah. like. Um, and then the issue as well is that other teams might, uh, probably wouldn't punish us for it. Uh, but Sunderland are... Um, even though we competed with them very well, they were in the playoffs last season. They are a good mm-hmm. side. Um, and they unfortunately did punish us for that. But having said that, you know, we did, you know, give it to them um, on, a, on a silver platter almost. Um, so, yeah. But again, if anyone's annoyed that Humphreys didn't boot it into Rose Ed, then, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's, um, it's not our style anymore. And that's, and that's what a lot of fans like are liking about it. Um, I personally don't mind that he tried to play out from the back. I just think that his decision making was wrong and the pass wasn't executed well. Um, on another day, that goes through to green and we're on the counter. Um, so yeah, I mean, it happens, but I'd rather him try it, you know, six more times in the next two games than not, not try it in the next few games and try and boot it out and try and play from from there. So. It's it's a it's a matter of opinions about the way that you'd want to play. Um, in terms of mistakes, mistakes happen, and um, unfortunately, we got punished by it. Yeah, and also, Mick, you've got to bear in mind that if this is the way, this is clearly what what Matt Taylor's wanting. This is clearly what we're trying to be a bit more clever with the ball, mm. trying to be a bit calm with the ball. So, as a team, you know that sometimes Cam Humphrey is going to step out with the ball. That's going to happen from time to mm. time. So, what you need to do as as his ten other mates is to make sure that gap. Is not a gaping gap where if yeah. if and when he's going to because he's going to lose the ball. The defense needs to be better, whether that's Lembasika or Blackett not coming across or Cafu or whatever. From from we feel not filling that gap. But all Bellingham did was stand in the gap where Humphreys mm. was and yeah, yeah. great finish. Look, don't, it was a it was a great finish. Yeah, yeah. But there should have been a man closer to him covering for Cal Humphreys. 
Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, it's basic schoolboy defending, isn't it? You know, if you, one of your defenders steps out, somebody steps in to cover. I mean, it, 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 you do that under eights, under nines. It's not, it's not, you know, so so again, it's a defensive error. Um, and perhaps maybe on this occasion, this is where you need your Richard Wood, your John Morrison type um, to, to, to be alive to that. And perhaps mm-hmm. a bit of naivety back there, like you say, with with, uh, with Dexter back there. I think it was on his side. Was it? I can't remember whether it was, it was on his side. Yeah. Um, you know, he's a young kid, but but you should know. So so a, a, another defensive error. Uh, as I said, as you said, take nothing away from the finish. Good finish, mm. uh, but it shouldn't have got to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It shouldn't. Um, mm. Stephen Anderson played things that looked a bit of tiredness in part in the second goal. Yeah, possibly. Meant. I worry about being tired at this time of season. And that's maybe me being not understanding football and modern day football in the situation, Tom. But to be fatigued, I know we haven't got a very big squad. Mm. They've had a week's rest, and this is their third league game of the season. I'm I'm struggling with that, to be honest with you. Yeah, and the amount of times that managers like to say as well that they'd they'd love to play the same team, and they do, and they get a consistency going, and that same team plays week in week out. And you see how well it, um, how well they they play um, when they get a bit of consistency going, and you're not constantly chopping and changing. The fact that we are apparently looking leggy after three games is not good. Uh, I would agree, and it does get to the point where you think, is it to do with um, how much they're running in the game, their ta- the tactics kind of thing playing a part, training playing a part because. You see other other sides with with um, with consistent players. I mean, you look at Luton who just went up. I I can't imagine that they changed six or seven players every time they played and have them rotating. It was basically the same eleven each game. Um, so it's a, it's a it's a bit of a worry. Um, whether or not that means that we we might have to sit lower next game, have a bit of a low block, or whether it means <coughs> that um, you know. Um, we need to rest those players that are a bit older. Um, who knows yet? Um, but it, it, you know, you have to remember as well. We have finished the last two games with ten men as well. So yeah, that plays a part as well. Um, so yeah, I don't, th- yeah. I don't, not at the minute. I don't think we should, we should worry. But I, it, it's definitely noticeable how tired we did look towards the end of that first half and second half. Mixed pulling a face. I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> see that. I mean, I, I'll, I'll bow to other people's uh, view on that, but I, it's not something that I particularly saw or was aware of. I, um, I don't think. I don't think I noticed it. Noticed it. But as soon as you look at it back, the goal, and you notice what Taylor said about them looking, them feeling leggy. You kind of look at it and you think. It's it's not so much the 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 running is we're running less or we're tr- or we're, you know we're trying less. It's kind of the 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 mental. Um, somebody mentioned the mental fatigue, the kind mm. of um, out on your feet. You kind of you you sluggish in your play. I don't know. I I felt like we we the first half we started so well, it kind of it didn't carry on and yeah. fatigue has to play a part and I don't know why. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I, I agree. I thought I thought the last certainly the last half an hour was just a team that just couldn't didn't like could run anymore. They just didn't, didn't like could go move for twenty minutes half an hour. Now we we started playing long ball, which Jamie Nice has put in his comments. We resort to long balls towards Hugel, 
we need a support under pressure more behind. Really concerned about the type of player we've technically says we need to go for it two strikers, crying out for another striker and two and creative midfielders to make things happen a bit more. Um yeah, well I wonder if that's yeah. Play, we did we did go long though, mate. Which certainly after Eves and, and JJ came on, mm. and when there was just so many aimless long balls to those two, it, those last twenty minutes were really painful to watch. To be honest with you, yeah, they were. We resorted to type, didn't we? Um, and, and that was disappointing, very disappointing. Um, yeah, I, there's not a lot else you can say on that, is there? You know, um, I, I was disappointed with Jordan Hugel yesterday. Um, it's not a good start to season, has it? No, I'm beginning to question what what he offers to us. I'll be honest, um, and I know he can cut it at this division, at this league. There's no doubt about that. There's no question about his ability. But he's not really offering us a great deal at the moment now. Whether that's because we're not playing to his strengths, um, I don't know. And if it is, then maybe we should either one look to play to his strengths, or two look to look to swap him out for somebody who can do what we're expecting him to do, uh, which Hakeem Adolphin seems to be doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's going to be one of these players hacks that that, that starts off as a centre half, goes to a, goes to a central midfielder and finishes his career as a striker, isn't he? You know, he's going to be one of these. Um, yeah. So Adolphin was far more effective as a striker mm. than Jordan Hugel was. Um, the issue for Hugel is his his lack of pace is 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 ridiculous. You know. Mm. I'm pretty sure that could be him over 10 yards. He's, he is so slow, yeah. um, which which is a worry. You know, as a, as a professional footballer, if you know that that's a, an issue for you, then surely you should be doing something about that and, and, and trying to improve a little bit because I'm sure I'm sure there's some improvements to be made. But yeah, I just worry about that a little bit. But I think it's probably more us not playing to his strengths rather than, you know, him all of a sudden overnight turning into a bad player, which we know that doesn't happen. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it... it we got to the point where we were just kicking it long and Eves had no chance, you know, and uh, again, didn't get the protection. I don't think that uh, that a lot of that the defenders get, but that's that's how it is in that when you start playing that kind of football, isn't it? Yeah. Um, Holly says, bring back Jamie Lindsay. I do think we are missing Lindsay, to be honest yeah, with yeah. you. It's just yeah. the option to bring up Ben. So I, don't, I don't think Rafa had a particularly good game, so... Jamie Lindsay would have been perfect to have on. I also think we're missing a Shane Ferguson type player as well. That's really obvious to say to say we haven't got any other wingers at club. Mm. Uh, but we're really, really, really missing Fergie at the minute as well. But he's injured. Uh, John Morell says, Hugel is a bit like Jukovic for, for Birmingham. is a great plan Plan B, um, mm. but can't be a plan A as it limits you yeah. playing one way. Yeah. yeah I mean, the, the problem with Hugel is, and I do like Hugel, I've, I've got a lot of time for Hugel, Tom, but we bought him in January for that team last year. And mm. then the, Matt Taylor played the cards he was dealt. It was a team that really lacked uh, technical ability and we needed a focal point. We were desperate for a focal point. And he mm. brought in one of the best focal points in the division. He's, he's great at what he does. Mm. But I worry and think that if, right, if we're going to try and try and play this different way, could Hugo have made that run that Adolphin did? I'm not convinced he can. I, I don't think he's that type of striker. So mm. then what are you asking him to do? I, I am confused about Hugo's role in this in this new style. Yeah, no, I agree. And um, Taylor's already said that he wants another centre-forward, doesn't he? Um, yeah. And he bought Green as a centre-forward kind of striker, didn't he, as mm-hmm. well? So, you know, it's it's, it's one of these things where um, I, I agree with that comment that he can't be a plan A. He has to be a plan B when it's, it's all going not quite right. 
Um, you, you stick him on with the striker that you've already got on and you hope that he causes a bit more chaos, a bit more um, uh, a bit more of a nuisance in the box kind of thing. But f- for this style of play, for this kind of team, you need someone who's quite quick, who's good on the ball, um, who can turn and run at defenders, but can also, uh, who could, sorry, who can come short, turn and run at defenders, but who can also go in behind, make those runs into the channels. And Hugill doesn't do any of that really he's like you said just a vocal man um wins his flick ons holds up the ball reasonably well um but we 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 don't do that anymore um so you know um it is interesting to see where we're going to go from here and what kind of striker he wants to bring in um but I, i completely agree i've I thought Hugo was a positive signing when we signed him, and he'd still be a good backup striker. But he's not a he's not a starting striker. No, um, yeah, we've got very negative, haven't we? <laughs> um, Get out of the way yeah. early. <laughs> uh, Dave Lawton says what's going to substitutions. Make this is this is the depth issue. Uh, every mm. substitution made us worse. I get that you were injured, but it's a fact. Um, uh, we've also got a comment from Nick Henderson. The young lad who came on can't be blamed him for anything for trying to learn uh, an effort. He, he is mm. learning. Yeah, I mean, we, I think there's a few. I think I certainly think there's a player in McGuckin. I really like Kieran McGuckin as, as a player. There's a 19 year old, um, but he's just getting caught out a little bit. Doing, he's just getting. He's playing experienced players, and mm. he's having to learn on the job in the championship for an hour. You know, if it's 20 minutes at the end of the game, it's a bit different. But he came on at a crucial time in the game, and that just shows where we are as a squad that we we have to rely on if he's the next up, and that's a really concern that the depth is not there at all, and it's a real worry. It's a real, real worry at the minute. It is, but you know Ben Wells was suffering a little bit with an injury. He would have been on the bench yesterday. Jamie Lindsay's on his way back from an injury. He would have been on the bench yesterday. So all of a sudden, you've got the depth. You know, it's just it's just because the way the injuries have fallen. Um, in in that area of the pitch, that, that we, we're struggling on the bench, and we were struggling on the bench yesterday. And Kieran McGuckin came on, and he did he did a decent job. You know, he's a 19 year old, inexperienced lad who, who's never played at Championship level before. Uh, he got bullied a couple of times, but he he had a decent game. You know, he never he didn't make any mistakes necessarily. Still going in, to him. They kept going and going. To... Yeah, 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 absolutely. So you know, he's he's got some work to do. Of course, he has. Because he's 19, but there, there's definitely a player in there, uh, yeah. and he's only there on the bench because of the, the current injury situation. And I think once that clears up, which it will, then whilst we still haven't got the depth that we need, we've got a damn sight more depth than we were able to 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 show on Saturday. Yeah. Um, there'll, there'll be some more additions, I'm sure, before the end of this transfer window. Um, and if yeah. there aren't, as long as we can remain fit. And yeah, we're still not going to have the depth that we would like, but we're going to—we should have enough. Mm. Should, mm. yeah. Well, George is George is now out for a yeah. period of time—a serious knee injury, which could be well, it could be any, a serious knee injury could be even from three months to twelve months. Yeah. Um, so we—that remains to be seen. Well, that's going to be that's that is he was our second choice striker, yeah, um, yeah. behind Hugo. So that's a massive blow. So if we were going to bring in one striker. We now probably need to look at a second striker because mm. you again you, you want that bodies in there, but does the budget stretch that far? Because you sort of pay George. Well, George is out injured for three months. Let's say you still got to pay him. So can you afford to bring in two new strikers 
to mm. cover cover your injured man. It, it, it then becomes really difficult for uh, for Matt Taylor and the people in charge of the budget. Um, mm. Issues issues all around. I want to talk about Ollie Rathbone, Tom. I thought he had a poor game yesterday, and I couldn't really work out why. I, mean, I can't work out to start with because he played him out. He seems to be playing left on left hand side, which were odd. Mm. Um, but it's one of those things. If Rathbone doesn't shine, mm. we don't shine. I, I thought it was really obvious that for some reason, again maybe fatigue, but he just he was well off it. Rathbone, we really not like him, like himself to be honest. Yeah, and it's the it, but it's the same of um, if you ask anyone to play out of position and in a role that they're unfamiliar with. As soon as you don't play um, there, you you lose that confidence, you lose that ability to do what you're good at, um, which for him is. You know, in all fairness, you know, getting stuck in, you know, cliche kind of comment, but you know, he he, he harasses, he um, he's got a, a abundance of energy, and if he's just doing that down the right hand side, then he's not affecting the game really, um, as or sorry, as much as you'd like him to. I think by saying he had a bad game, do you do you mean he wasn't as effective as we? Just yeah, didn't impact the game. It obviously assisted the goal, so maybe I'm being a bit yeah. harsh. Yeah. I don't think he had a positive impact other than that. Yeah, and, and that's what I mean. I, I, I agree with that. He, he just went a bit missing. Um, but that does happen with players that play out of position. I, I don't know if he's ever played as a, as a winger role. And then that goes back to the issues of depth. Um, because if you're not playing your best players in their best positions because of the depth that you have, then you're also uh, compensating for that, um, which might mean that... Who knows? We might have a better performance against Leicester because we're more balanced with Onyedima coming back and, oh, sorry, Onyedima coming in for a Dauphin hypothetically because he might be out for the game, and then you move Rathbone back into midfield and you're a bit more balanced, um, and maybe we can see a bit more of a get of um, of a performance from him. But you know, it it, it happens to two players, and if Rathbone was constantly performing to the levels that we know he does do every game, then he wouldn't be with us. He'd be at a top he would be at a, a, a top end championship side. So you know, players are allowed their off days, um, oh, yeah. especially when they're out of position. Absolutely. It's not like he's been rubbish the last two games and in his rubbish again. I think it's a good start to see I just think yeah, he was off it. Dave mm. Lawton says that Ollie wasn't great how many played better than him. I think first half an hour most of it most most of the players did. I thought we I thought we were a really good start with I, I take your point after that, though. I do take your point after that. Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Um, one positive I thought, kind of, again, I maybe shot down for this, I thought Andre Green had a really, really good start to the game. I thought it was really bright. 
he did what I want a striker to do is take the ball and go forward with it. He wasn't yeah. afraid to just move the ball forward, take it 20 yards and yeah. pass it off to somebody else. That is that is a really, really good start. He clearly wasn't fit, by the way, because he was towing towards end. But I thought that was yeah. a really, really good start from Green. Yeah, I thought so. I thought so. I thought it was it was it was it was really really good until he, like you say, he started to tire a little bit. So, good promises signs from uh, from Andre Green. I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing more of him. Um, so let's let's just we, we can only sit tight on that one, can't we? But a, a positive performance, yeah, without a doubt, without a doubt. Do you think he could do a job as a central striker in the place of Hugo, or do you think he's not got the physicality? Depends how we're going to play, doesn't it? You know, it depends how we're going to play. If you're going to start pumping balls up long, no, that's not going to happen, is it? No. Uh, because that's not the type of player that he is. But if you're going to play like we played for the goal, which is clearly the way Matt Taylor's wanting to certainly integrate with it into the game, not necessarily play it for the full 90 minutes, but uh, integrate that into our game, then yeah, absolutely, I think I think he could. Uh, but I'm, I'm a, I'm, I struggle a little bit with a single striker, you know. It, it's, oh yeah, it, it's, it's not great. It's not great at all. Um, but you know, it didn't get much better when we put two up top. Though. Well, it, it didn't. It didn't. But what? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Tommy's is on a hiding to absolutely nothing at that point when he comes on, because everybody's going to say, "Well, crap," because he didn't do anything. And all he had to do was try and chase the ball around and try and chase defenders down. He, he had nothing to do because the ball was never sent to him, you mm. know. And when it when he and, and and JJ, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I, I don't know whether. I don't know whether he's still recovering from his injury, or I'm not. Um, I'm not sold from what I've seen of JJ, unfortunately. And I don't want to say that because I, I, I want the lad to do well, but he's mm. had, for me, absolutely no impact at all in both the games or the, the two games that I've seen him come on in. Mm. Uh, I, I accept he scored in the Morecambe game and, and, and what have you, but um, it just, yeah. But at that point, anyway, when they both came on, like I said, yeah. the, the way that we were playing was just, it was just yeah, we'd gone, haven't we? Really, uh, bizarrely. Yeah, yeah, we had. Um, Gary Mitchell points out that Rafa was actually on the right. He was Green was on the left. Uh, we started okay, he says, but a Duffin goes off, and then McGuckin comes on. We did okay, but you bring Eves, Coyote, and Bowler on. He says you're not winning anything. As he points out, Matt Taylor probably wants all three of those out on loan. Mm. Mm. Yeah, all three of those won't go out on loan because I don't think we can afford to. I mean, one or two of those might get a loan. Mm. Um, but I can't see it. Um, yeah. Any other individual performances you want to talk about before we move on to a couple of other bits? Do we talk about Thierry? Yeah, talk about Thierry. I thought he had a okay game. I thought it was okay, but quiet. Tom, thoughts on that? Yeah, no, I, I I agree. Uh, composed, I guess is the, yeah. is the way you say it. A um, couple of good challenges here and there. Runs hard. Um, you know. I, I definitely yet to see the best of him, but from what it looks like, he looks. Like the sort of player that Taylor would like. Um, the compliments of... Cafu and Rathbone, I think. He's different. Yeah. But he seems play, moves it on. Kind of like Coventry was for us. Yeah. Last that was a shout. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, yeah. I thought he looked good. Uh, yeah. Just yet to see now. <laughs> yeah. The question is, mate, we paid, you know, 
700 grand. Why has he not scored a goal? It's just did one and uh, <laughs> picked one in from 35 yards. What we wasted hey, this money for? It's, it's a perfect, perfectly valid question, and, and 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 I think you should, I think you should immediately finish this podcast and go straight onto Twitter and ask that <laughs> question. I, I really do. I, I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. okay. okay. I, I think again, again, much like Andre Green, clearly not fit, clearly not match fit. Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. But, want to see more from Cafu. Not, not, I'm not going to dig him out or anything like that, but I, I, I want to see a bit more from him. Um, yeah. But again, he's been to, in New York games, hasn't he? We need to see Cafu in a more, in more dangerous positions with the ball. Yeah. You know? and, and, and because he's sitting, he's sitting quite deep, he, he doesn't get into those dangerous positions as much as we would like. Um, yeah. I think if you can get him in that... Just into that final third with the ball, he is going to create lots and lots of problems. But mm. just because yeah. of the way that we've played in the last couple of games, he's not he's not been able to do that. But I think once once he starts to get forward a bit more, mm. be worth watching. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Uh, and John, go on, John, go on, John. sorry, I was just going to, and you know, it's not it's not to understate you know his quality from set pieces as well. I mean, yeah. obviously the Onyedima goal and. Um, he, he, he put in a couple good um, crosses from set players as well. He's just he's one of the, another one of them players that's still trying to get match fit, and he's he's definitely got quality that everyone can see. He was a mm. fan favorite after two preseason games, kind of thing. Okay. So give him time, and I think give him time, give him games. Touchwood, he doesn't get injured, um, and mm. you know he could be one of our players of the season because uh, he's got that ability to. Um, it's just a matter of time. Yeah. Agree. John Morell says you play one up top, but go back to that topic. It's all about the midfielders who play off the front man, come mm-hmm. home if given opportunities. Hugo is isolated a lot, and that, that is maybe why it doesn't work. Look, maybe that's not his fault. Um, Nicholas Skimmer wants to point out that Dex had a great game against one of the best in the league. I think that's important to point out. Jack Clark is one yeah. of the best. He's tipped for being chased by Burnley, um, mm-hmm. who were obviously in the Premier League. So I think Dex had a really, really good game. Although Jack Clark had a positive impact on the game a lot. I think they kept him relatively quiet. So I think for young kids, um, I think that was, uh, I think that was a really, I think he had a good game. Mix unhappy at Jack Clark, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah I don't like him. I know you cheap. don't like him. It's a cheat. Him and, him and uh, Sirkin. I mean, they're, they're fantastic players. They really are the talented, talented lads. But they cheat. It's not acceptable. It's not good enough. I, you know, we sing these lads' praises and we tell them how good they are. And, you know, we, we, but but the, every single opportunity they get, they're throwing themselves onto the floor with minimal or no contact. Mm. It's not acceptable. I don't understand why we see it as acceptable behaviour. And Jack Clark is one of them. He's one of those kinds of players, hugely talented, but finds it necessary to cheat for some reason. And I don't like it. I don't like it at all. And, and, I, and it really tarnishes what could be, for me anyway, maybe I'm just old. Maybe this is the way that football is nowadays. I don't know. But I don't accept it. And I don't like it. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he is a phenomenal player, there's no doubt about it. But he's tainted by his behaviour, and, and same with Sirkin. You know, just not good enough, not acceptable. Yeah, I, I thought Clark didn't, didn't do too much of that yesterday. Um, Once is enough, though, isn't it? I suppose it is. You know, it, yeah. Don't get um, me going. Don't get me started. <laughs> um, John Morell, Clark, <laughs> Clark being one of the best in the league, clearly not seen Dembele for Birmingham. No, I do like Dembele. To be honest, mm. um, I'm sure. I'm sure who will rip us a new one whenever we play. We play Birmingham. I'm sure. <laughs> um, Steve Allen says, "Am I last to ask about Mick about Gavin Ward's performance? 
Yeah. Mick Dare, I ask. Oh, yeah. Sorry, all right. No, nothing to nothing to report. I mean, it, we, we talked about this on, on the Thursday show, didn't we, that, that this was going to be a tough gig for whichever re referee took it on. And we all obviously moaned and groaned about the fact that we're Gavin Ward and, and because of the previous we've had with him. Um, the reality being that the previous we've had with him in the last couple of three games, his refereed has been fine. He's been, he's mm. been, there's been no issues. Um, and and again on Saturday, I thought it was it was pretty anonymous. No real major decisions, as uh, as Nicholas Skidmore just said there in the comments. You know, there were no real major decisions to make. Um, I, I think Matt Taylor was unhappy with the small amount of added time that was added on, given what's been. I agree. But maybe we maybe we are three games into the season now, so it's starting to peter out that, and we'll be back to three minutes and four minutes, you know, from from now on. Mm -hmm. Who knows? But no, I thought he had a decent game. You know, it, it, maybe it was just his COVID season where he had a a rush of blood to the head and couldn't see or whatever. But you know that since we've since that point onwards, it's not mm -hmm. been too bad with us. But mm -hmm. again, it, 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 when there are key decisions to be made, is when is 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 when you can really see a referee's metal, can't you? And, mm. and to be fair to, to Gavin Ward, there's not really been that. Those situations have not arisen in the games that uh, that he's, he's officiated for us. So but I thought he had a decent game, yeah. yeah. Clip back, clip back out. <laughs> we'll send it. We'll send it for you, John. Just yeah. make sense you had a good game, believe it or not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I agree. Nice and, nice and quiet. No, no, no major issues. Um, yeah. How, yeah. I, how I like my referees, that to be honest, Tom. Any, any anything on that? No, as long as, long as they're anonymous, then they've they've done their job fine. Uh, the ref, the game isn't about the ref. As soon as you make it about the ref, then it's it's an issue. Uh, which our friend Bobby Madley loves, well, did do, made it a bit, you know, controversial. Made controversial decisions when they didn't need to be. Mm -hmm. Um, so to say that there was no major major decisions to make um kind of isn't isn't true because some referees make major decisions because they like because they want to make them because um so you know i i i agree with mick though i think he's had that one really really bad error and we've kind of just clung on to that for the rest of the time and every other game he's ref us he's been okay so i don't see an issue with him it's just uh, how, yeah it's just the worst decision i've ever seen does taint me yeah you know? Yeah, exactly. It was a really, <laughs> really, really bad decision. But yeah, um, Troop says we can't be blaming the referees, which, which we aren't. But we can't blame the referees when we are, say, ten games in. Person thinks we'll be in the bottom three. It's very possible, very even, even probable. But it doesn't matter. Ten games. That's that, and that's the thing. I think we need, we all need to often take a step back, and I think we often don't take a step back. <laughs> and this is why we don't do an instant reaction on the away games because then we lose mm. most of them. Um, because it'd be really tough to take a step back and sort of think, right, it's only three games in, it's fine, mm. it don't, it don't, don't worry too much. There's shoots there, and to move back to some positives for we move on for a couple of bits, Mick. There are shoots, there are green shoots of positivity. Mm. The first 25 minutes up until their goal, we were in control of that game. They may, mm. have, may have had probably had better possession than us, but we were in control of what they were doing with the ball, much like we did, much like Blackburn. We were in control of what they were doing, and then when we had the ball, we made something of it. There yeah. are parts of these, the parts of yesterday that are a positive, without a doubt, mm. no question about that. In my view, um, it, it's 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 a question now as, as to how we progress, <coughs> yeah. you know, and, and whether we can maintain it for forty-five minutes, ninety minutes. You know, um, we've got to, we've had a, we've had a tough start to the season, and it, and it continues to be tough. 
Um, and, and it'll be a tough season all the way through, but it will get marginally easier at times. Um, and that's when we've got to start to take advantage. So, you know, I don't think anybody expected to, us to get any, anything at Stoke. We didn't. Nobody would have. Maybe Blackburn may have been earmarked to get something out of it. We did. And I don't think anybody in a million years would have expected us to get anything at Sunderland. We nearly did and probably should have had we been able to maintain, you know, the performance for the, of the first 40 minutes or so, 35 minutes. So we're not, we're not getting, we're not getting battered. No, anybody. No. You know, we are in games with quality, quality sides. Mm. And there are going to be some sides that we play this season that ain't got the quality. So, mm. And we will continue to progress. You know, we're not just going to stand still. We're not at the stage now. This is how Rotherham United are. They ain't going to get any better. They ain't going to. They ain't going to learn. They ain't going to train. They, you know, this is these are the performances you're going to see for the next forty-three games. That's not, not how it works, is it? You know, we will improve as well others. I accept. Mm. Uh, but, but yeah, definitely, there's some. There's quite a lot of positivity for me because we are starting to change the way that we play. Mm. Yeah, we're still in a bit of a transition phase, if you really think about it. Um, and up until Taylor has the squad, well, as, as most of the squad that he has, so after the transfer window, that's when you can kind of start to criticise and start to nitpick. But up until then, any 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 result, even though you obviously love a result to go your way, if it doesn't, it's not the end of the world because three get three back to back wins and you're nine points better off where you are, and you go from being down here to you know yeah. near player to being say you go from being relegation fodder to being um mid comfortably mid table and all it takes is three games back to back um and i i just think i think people really underestimate how chaotic the championship is um and like and like you said as well mick underestimated the the quality of our opposition and how we've at times and if not more so than they have made them look average mm-hmm. um and yeah, competed yeah. with them so i'm i'm <laughs> it might just me be you know being a happy clap or whatever but i've just seen positives in the last three games even though the results haven't gone our way i still think we've 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 been okay we've been good enough <laughs> yeah i mean yeah we've got we've got a couple of tough fixtures going at leicester at home and norwich at home the home games obviously um, but Leicester have had a perfect start. Norwich have had a really, really good start. Or oh, I'm surprised, but they have. But then after the, but then comes the international break. The international break is probably going to come at a really good time for us. Um, mm. And then the fixtures after the international break, you're talking Huddersfield away, Millwall away, Preston at home, Cardiff away, Bristol City at home, fourth Southampton. So you then come into a kind of, kind of start at the kind of stage of the season when we're a bit more settled. Hopefully, a few more injuries coming back. Uh, we're not sitting here saying let's just write August off, but these are tough teams. These are really good teams we're coming up against. Mm. Um, and as John Mel says, Burnley took Burnley five games to saw, and then we <coughs> season. Um, if there's ten games in, it was and the situation still the same. Maybe mm. show a bit of concern, uh, which I think I think is a sensible way of looking at. Maybe even maybe even longer than ten games. To be honest, I think that's key. I think that's key with whatever you're doing with football. You know, you 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 need to get yourself established within the season, no matter whether you're at the bottom, at the top, or, or or where you are. You know, ten games in is when you can really start to take stock of of how you are, the patterns you've played, yeah, and how you're cutting it against the rest of the rest of the division. Um, until that point, you know, it's we said it, we said it, and we keep saying it. You know, the beginning of the season throws up some really weird results, doesn't it? You know, 
um, and, and, and I think this season's no different. So, yeah, that probably one of the problems with doing a, a podcast like this is that, you know, you're trying to look for positives in something that you've not really got the sufficient information to draw, yeah. to draw on, you know what I mean? So mm. all we can do is just take Mickey out of people who are panicking and, <laughs> and try and try and maintain our um, our sort of legendary status as happy clappers. Yeah, yeah. If anybody is genuinely panicking and not just doing you know, doing it for clicks, don't worry. After three games, we may well, we may well be we are probably going to be in for a struggle anyway. So, mm. but think we're going to win some games. We're going to lose a lot of games. Just, try, just. Well, I'm sure, but most ninety five percent of people like the world. I'm sure we'll turn up on Saturday against Leicester and and go like be loud and sing sing loud, but. Try and step yeah. up to where you can. It'll be fine. Yeah. It'll be fine. It's only Leicester for crying out loud. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Don't forget the way that we've played previously under Matt Taylor against teams like teams like, like Leicester. Um, you know, we, we've 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 managed to we've we've really managed to um, to put the frighteners on these teams. You know, yeah, because they come expecting a certain uh, a certain style of football and they don't get it. Um, so we'll see. Let's wait and see. We might come away having been beaten seven 0 but who cares? I like it when the, 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 and we'll talk about this more on the game but the, the preview show on Thursday. But I love these games. These are the games that you know when Frank Lampard came with Derby County hmm. and just things like that. When the big boys come to come to little old Rotherham. This is when we come into our own, I think. Mm. Um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, Chill says we now have the unenvi- unenviable distinction of having the longest winless away record in the EFL, and we aren't good enough to let these points go. Yeah, only two of those this season. The rest of it's last season when we stayed up, when we were when we were successful. So mm. from that, uh, and Dave Lawton win against win against Blackburn, and the mood would be so different. Of course, yeah. it would. Absolutely. Um, let's just cover the worst room I think I've ever seen on Twitter. Um, in oh, to no. on, Twitter on Saturday. Let's just cover it just in case anybody's not seen the full story. So the, the story is that uh, Cam Humphreys is apparently going to Derby for one point five million. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know which. How anybody would believe any of that could be anywhere near true. Uh, <laughs> he's going to drop down a league to go down. Anyway, basically, also, what I would also add into that is Paul Warren's come out and said it's not true. So if anybody saw that and thought, oh, my God, this could be, this could be the end, Paul Warren has said no. There is absolutely no no truth in it. Um, so don't worry, anybody. Uh, I have seen – I have had messages from people at other clubs suggesting that they are interested in Cam Humphreys. So mm. I think there may well be interest. And Mick, to be fair, why wouldn't there be interest in Cam Humphreys? Yeah. He's hey, a great listen. one. And, and at the right price, I'm sure he's for sale. We don't want rid of him. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. He's a hell of a player. We don't want rid of him. But not happening. I mean, yeah. you've got you've got people who who claim to to be legitimate journalists. Claim, I, 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 you know, what I mean, retweeting this, saying that we value him at one point. I mean, what? Rather than happy to let him go. I mean, just three days ago, said so we're in the talks for a new contract. Yeah. I mean, Please, you know, if it, oh god, I, I, it must be so easy to be a journalist nowadays. You just scroll through Twitter, find some, reword it slightly, and claim that it's true. It's just absolute nonsense. Mm. These people are an embarrassment to their so-called profession, aren't they? Mm. They are. Just like no, completely. 
do your job. Mm. God, pathetic. Absolutely pathetic. What's <laughs> Swansea in for him as well? In yeah, yeah, Swansea and Coventry are the two names, two why would why I would say are potentially legitimate uh, names that are in for him. But There's that's only, just hearsay. There's only yeah. Coventry that's got the finances to be able to do it, aren't they, given that they sold, uh, sold two of their players. Yeah. But whether that money is going to be into into Mark Robbins' transfer kitty is another matter altogether. They've already mm. spent quite a lot. So, yeah. so you know, look, it's just absolute nonsense and, and I'm, I'm disappointed really that we're, we're even giving these people any form of airtime, but at least we can be critical of them and try and embarrass them, but that's not going to The reason I mentioned it is because people may not have seen the poll one confirmation that it's not true. That's the yeah. reason I just... Yeah, whatever yeah. it might it isn't happening. Um, oh, you know, you know, if you were going to tweet it out as a journalist and mm. you did less than 30 seconds worth of research you'd immediately come across the article where the manager of the club that you're saying are going to buy him has said, no, we're not. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you literally it would take you 30 seconds. Yeah. Absolute garbage, man. Uh, get Nicholas Gillespie says 1.5 million might get you a strand of his hair. Yeah, maybe. Sam Darby says he's easily worth 5 mil. I think we're two years left in the contract. Hmm. Why not? <laughs> Why not? Listen, you know, uh, if we got Rotherham United, if if we were called something else, if we were called Middlesbrough or Cardiff or whatever, or even McDonald's or Peterborough, it'd be worth ten million. There is no question about that in this in the current market. Don't be, you know, let's not let's not beat around the bush here. If we were anybody <coughs> else than Rotherham United, there's no way anybody would even even entertain putting one point five million. So. Mm. It's only because it's Rotherham United. And John John Morell there's put it absolutely right, you know. Um if he can play left side of a two, we'll take him on Rotherham prices. That's exactly, exactly the situation. Bore off if not for sale <laughs> unless unless you're coming into double figures. See mm. you later. I, and again, we don't often get many people over the clubs watching, but if there are any and sort of thinking Rotherham and easy touch, Matt Taylor's a different animal. Yeah. yeah, he is a different animal. He will play. I, from speaking to him on the podcast briefly and listening to his interviews, he's not going to take five hundred k for a guy who's worth five million quid at other clubs. He will take. He will want the value. Yeah, um, stamp his foot down. Absolutely, because because mm-hmm. he's going to find a replacement for that. And the Dan Ballas situation was different because he was six months on his contract. So I think mm-hmm. that that is definitely a different situation. Um, I mean, and we reinvested to look at the players we brought in. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Don't take Rodham lightly when Matt Tiller's in charge of us. That's what I'll say to anybody listening. Um, having said that, Cameron Fries is a brilliant player. If you want to pay £10 million for him, he can work smart. Hey, sure. listen, Leicester played £15 million for Suter. Yeah. yeah. I rest my case. Yeah. Um, in terms of the pre-match predictions, absolutely nobody got any correct predictions. We all predicted a Rodham win. Louis, Louis predicted a draw. Um, so that was... Zeros all around. Uh, for I don't have the Super Six updates because my internet on my phone is not quick at the moment. Um, but make sure you do keep putting Super Six on. There's about fifty, nearly fifty people in our in our league at the minute. So good luck to everybody who is in the Super Six league if you are, because that's it. That's all I've got. Anything else? <laughs> anything else? There's no transfer rumors I have seen. There's nothing. Is anything else that I've missed that you two think 
that we need to be covering or talking about over the next two or three minutes? I don't think so. No, I've got nothing really. I think, um, you know, we've uh, we've covered just about all there is to cover from what was a disappointing afternoon for the Millers. Mm. Finish on a laugh by saying Holly says we can get Mick in as a midfielder for the bench. Um, what you mean, like, does she mean it midfield on the bench? So, you know, we'll have strikers in front of me and defenders behind me on the bench. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't moving far from there. I'll be, I'll be out of breath by the time I got to the touchline. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you were a keeper, weren't you, Mick? You were never, never a midfield anyway. Well, you know. No, bit of everything. Size, isn't it? I'm a, no, I can't say that. Either, can I'm very small. <laughs> Speaking of keepers, Mary, is it Mary Earps? Oh, yeah. I can't remember. I can't just bad. What a woman! Now I'm, I'm hugely impressed with her. Very disappointing result today for uh, for England. Mm. Very disappointing performance as well under circumstances, yeah. but but nevertheless, she is she is. She is a proper character, isn't she? Yeah, absolutely. Typical <laughs> archetypal goalkeeper. Is what yeah. she is. Completely raving bonkers. Yeah. yeah. No, it was, <laughs> yeah, it was a good game to watch. I enjoyed watching it. Mm. It was a good game. It was a good game. It's had the spin were on top for 90 minutes. I thought I swim were comfortable with the best team. Yeah, I think Referee could have sent off a Spanish player, though, later on. Probably should have done that, she? Yeah. Well, she's watching Bob and said, I don't want to do that. Is that what you yeah. mean? Well, I mean, she's, yeah, she did exactly what he did to uh, that blow with highlights, didn't she? Um, that, so, disappointing. That wouldn't have impacted the game, would it, ultimately? No, not. I don't think yeah. it created anything. So, uh, but it's been great to watch. I've really enjoyed it. Really, oh, really yeah. enjoyed it. And I think it's only a matter of time before uh, before they lift that World Cup, frankly. Mm. Yeah, we're in the right direction. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Real positives. Um, great achievement. Nothing that we say it's a great achievement. Any, any, into any World Cup final in any sport in any discipline is, is a great achievement. Yeah, better than the men's team. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, yeah, so good luck next time. Next time, we'll win Euros again next time, wherever, wherever that is. Yeah, uh, well, Germany next summer for the men's. All uh, that. You are? It's all that, not Euros now. Yeah, true, 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 true. <laughs> right, we'll end it there. Thank you, everybody, who has been with us. I hope we've made you feel slightly better than you did to start with. No. <laughs> group Not therapy. Common. Group therapy. Group therapy. Yeah. Should start charging for group therapy, shouldn't we? What, what, yeah. what, what a therapist charge? You get, get some yeah. out, you reckon? <laughs> <laughs> 50 quid <laughs> a I don't know. <laughs> um, Instead of that, instead of that, please make sure you subscribe on YouTube if you haven't done already. Uh, make sure you give the video a thumbs up. If you watch it on Facebook or YouTube, give it give it a thumbs up. If you're listening on iTunes or Spotify, make sure you've subscribed on wherever you are and give us a five star rating, which it should allow you to do. We will we're back on Thursday this week. I can't see the issues well be moved, so Thursday we'll be back. Um, make sure you can. Is, is that no reason to change it? I won't be there. I should be in Dublin on Thursday. Oh, I was in Dublin yesterday. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No bad idea. <laughs> it makes as good as point as not be here, but we'll move on. We'll move yeah. on from that. Um, <laughs> I'm sure everybody, everybody's really desperately upset about that. <laughs> I'm disappointed you're not joining us from Dublin. That is disappointing. Well, yeah, whatever. I suppose. Whatever. Um, we'll be back on Thursday. Well, the scout report uh, that's booked in, so that should be out on Friday without any issues. Hopefully, fingers crossed. And 
yeah, that's all I've got for now. And we'll see you again on Thursday. Mick, thank you very much for being with us and enjoy Dublin. Don't drink too many Guinnesses. Uh, I will. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. And Tom, thank you very much for being with us, mate. I'll see you next time. Yeah, absolutely. Perfect. Mick, press the button. Oh, yeah. <laughs> thank you, everybody. Thank you. I don't See you later. <laughs> It's a wild, wild through a goal, slotting beyond Fodringham, and the Millers are in front in the South Yorkshire Derby. And for the first time in 42 yes. years, Fodringham yes. United win at Bramall Lane. On the edge of the box for Duffy, he can hit them, and he does. Oh! No! The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.